She's going into like her work vibe and already it's gonna be different. <laughs> Good morning and welcome or welcome back to Tea and Tangents with Tara. On today's episode, we have two guests. Would you like oh to introduce God. yourselves? Yeah, sure. I'm Sean, Sean Barry. I'm Alma Purisic. And we don't really have a script or a plan today, so so I have a question for you both. What's your deepest, darkest secret? Oh my god, we already <laughs> talked about this before. I told you, I don't have one. Elma, do you have a deepest, darkest secret? It'd have to just come up, like, sporadically. So she, oh, she, so she knows definitely, what it is. She, she definitely does have no, one. I don't she have one, but, like, if a topic comes up and, like, right. like maybe I'll share it. Right. All right, so we have to, like, dig for it. <laughs> okay, so Tara, what's your deepest, darkest secret? I don't have We're one. We're going to flip the script here real quick. I, I don't think I have one. You definitely do. It's somewhere. <laughs> so she it's has somewhere something. in the recesses of my mind that are not somewhere. accessible. No, you definitely know what it is. We just don't want to share. So Alma, where are you from? <laughs> from from. Yeah, from from. From Montenegro. Okay, yeah. so when Alma first told me this, I was like, I don't know where this is, and Sean was trying to explain that it's near Italy. Um, so do you want to tell us a little bit about like where you're from? Yeah, sure. So Montenegro is in the Mediterranean. Um, it's basically like every other country there, like Croatia. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice there, very naturey or whatever you call it. It's like mountains, lakes, and stuff. No Wi-Fi, so oh, you're like wait, so you're like no internet? Yeah, you're like that's nice though, low key from the world. So like, um, <laughs> debatable. Well, I mean, it's a good place to go and escape reality. I would assume. It is. Say. Yeah, but like living there, I'm sure felt isolated. Yeah, my cousins are like, oh wait, let me go to like a cafe for Wi-Fi instead of like mm-hmm. your own house, and like they mm. get so much snow. So like in the winter, they're literally just huddled around like the stove. I'm like, I could never. I'm oh my glad gosh. I oh wow. I went this summer. Oh wow. So I would like take a picture of something for Instagram. (laughs) 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 It would post like three days later. Oh my god. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so bad. Rest in peace, you're following. (laughs) Surprisingly, I got more followers that summer. I was like, what the hell? Yeah, it's interesting traveling. Sean, you traveled a lot this past summer. I did indeed. I went to a lot of places in Europe. Right, because you went with your uh, brother's band, right? Yes, I did. I did indeed. It's just so different going to Europe. It's way different than it is here. It's slower there. It's like 20 years behind where we are here. Like, that's why it's like, years like somewhere around there, though. Like, yeah. it's, it's a good yeah. reference because, I mean, when you're there, it's very traditional. People are just so much happier, nicer. I mean, it's just a different feel. It's a different, yeah. everything's uh, different. Like, people here, how they drive, looking you off and crap over there. Like, oh, they're all happy. Oh, it's okay. Or like, oh, let's go get a coffee. Like, I just hit you with my car, but it's okay. Oh, my God. Overly nice. No, that's crazy because I've always heard the stereotype that Americans are, like, always, like, smiling at you when you make eye contact and that like, Europeans no. don't. That's hey, not, but I've also never been to Europe, so. Well, I've never heard that in my really? life. Really? No, yeah. what? Am I going to be in the city like, that happens? <laughs> no, it'll, never, it'll, it'll never happen in the city. I'm dead. Maybe just, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe someone lied to me. Maybe. Definitely. Maybe just to, like, but I know, like, Canadians are stereotypically, like, very I heard they're nice. Friendly. No, they're so nice. I, I went yeah. to Canada, too, this summer. Yeah. They're really, really sweet. When I went to Canada, everyone's so sweet. I've, the hockey nice. team. The hockey yeah. Team, yeah. Woohoo. I feel like they just go up there and bring They're just like, hey, does anyone know how to play hockey? Can you come to our university, please? We'll pay you. Pay you to come to the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you're about to say shithole, so tell us, um, what, how has your experience been here so far? Wait, I've been here for like two years almost now. Not, not even, actually one, it's been one and a quarter. It's okay. 
the people here, some are, but <laughs> some are nice, like you guys, good friends. That's Thank you. like that's like a friendship. I feel like that will last a mm-hmm. very long time. But like the school itself can definitely use some upgrades. Okay. But it's how what you make of it too. So like I if think, you yeah. go into it with a better mindset, like an approach like oh new experiences, new people, it'll be better than like oh my god I'm going to a college everybody's a commuter i'm not gonna make friends or anything like that no i completely agree because like college is what you make it it's not like high school where everyone's gonna like cater to you and cater to what you want you have to like go out and find what you want for yourself like sean's on the rowing team Mm, yeah crew team tell us about it oh god i'll I'll tell you about it (laughs) i gotta wake up all right at 5 30 in the morning every morning because i have practice at 7 a.m now Okay, so I have to commute, so it's like 30 minutes. I give myself an hour because you never know with traffic over here with the main road. Like this morning, you said, right? Oh, my God. It was really, really bad. It was bad. And you were in traffic for how long? Like 30 minutes. And it was supposed to be like a 10-minute road down the road, and it was not. Never. It'll never happen. But being on the crew team, it's, it's definitely different than like traditional sports, I would say, like football, lacrosse, soccer, all that crazy stuff. Like this is really physically inducing sports. It's probably the worst sport physically on my body. That I've had to endure. <laughs> it's really, really bad. <laughs> yeah, everyone should shine up for rolling. <laughs> I'm going to promote it on this podcast right now. Yeah. No, but it, it's it's cool, again, to be on a team. Like, I haven't been on a team, a sports team, in, like, four years. And the camaraderie, like, meeting new people, definitely so much easier to be a part of something and meet people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know I don't know. You're in what? Sorority I'm on, or something like that, Yeah, right? I'm in a sorority. I'm on a sports team, too. And, like, mm-hmm. it's... It definitely is easier when you have, like, a team of people or, like, an organized way of meeting people. All same interests also and stuff like Mm. that. It's easier to connect, I guess. Yeah, definitely. But, yeah, man, that on top of school, being, like, a science major, Mm -hmm. science just constantly, you know, crazy hours, crazy lab hours. All three of us are, like, science, so it does get rough. Like, my professor, I think, microbiome, Sam Pat, Mm. she was, like, um... We don't determine our schedules. The bacteria and stuff do. It's like just like. <laughs> like what does that mean? <laughs> what the hell does like, that mean? She meant like they're so needy and like if you're like going into like she was like kind of scaring us like going into the medical field like you never know what's gonna come up. You need to like help support like other things than like on yeah. yourself. It's like how they say like oh you might have no social life being in like. I feel like it's field. very easy to not have a social life. Um, Sean can probably attest to this. Oh, 100%. Because I am, like, such an introvert. He will literally go home and not talk to anyone if it was yeah. his choice. But, like, I think it's easy to not have a social life because you have to make the effort to schedule things and plan things no. and, like, yeah. make time for your homework. Whatever. I don't do that. Right now, currently, in my life, like you said, I have no time. Mm-hmm. So, like, my weekends are my weekends. I don't like going out. I like doing what I want to do type of deal. Now I'm like thinking about my major. I'm like, okay, I'm in this major now. Do I want to continue with this major? Because oh my I mean, god, not again! That's a that's a big issue yeah, that I have. No, I'm not switching out this time, guys. <laughs> podcast people, I've I've switched my majors like like twice already, and it's put me back like a year, which sucks. Because obviously, you know, financially, that sucks. Yeah. This school, it's okay with financial, yeah. financial stuff. But like, I'll look at my financial stuff. I'm like, okay, I'm happy with this amount. All of a sudden, like two weeks later, no, you know what? We're gonna add another five k. I'm yeah. like, it's, it's bad. But, yeah, I mean, looking towards my major, it's like, okay, when I graduate, how much money am I going to make? How much am I going to gross? Do right. I want to go to vet school now? Do I want to spend that extra, like, yeah. $200,000 to go to vet school? Is it worth it? Yeah. And it's, it's hard being a college student and being, I think, a kid 
our age for sure. Yeah. Yeah, because we're like quote unquote kids, but we're also like not like <laughs> um yeah. like especially Sean. Like he has a uh, secret interests and secret hobbies that he may or may not want to share. No, that I'll share. Really like creepy. I do, I do like social media stuff. Yeah. Like I like doing social media. I think that obviously the world's moving towards that advertising. Mm-hmm. Everything's on YouTube now. Traditional TV isn't the same like it used to be. I right. miss it. Do I care about it? No. Yeah. No one's watching cable vision. Yeah. Like, no. You, like, go on to, like, all these, like, networks that they have, like, Netflix, Hulu, and then, like, YouTube, and, like, all this stuff. Like, nobody's watching, like, oh, this is on at 7 o'clock. Like, yeah, no. It's just not the way. Streaming yeah. has totally taken over that. Yeah. The, the mm-hmm. television industry. Definitely. But you have done pretty well in, like, your... You know that side of your career. Well, yeah, like social and media. I think. Yeah. Do you think that has influenced what your decision is with wanting or not wanting to go to vet school? Oh, 100 percent, hundred percent. Because there's, I, I've seen the money that's you know involved in it, mm-hmm. and it's not hard. Like anybody can do it. It's all about consistency. It's about figuring it out. But like the last like four years throughout college, I've mm-hmm. moved right. towards <laughs> that end and that interest a lot more than what I previously previously did, trying to like go into the veterinary field. And also, like, I'm in class. I'm learning about the vet stuff. I love my teachers. I love the people here. But th- then they're saying, you know what? This is a very horrible job to get. <laughs> this is very underpaid, this job. If you're, go- if you're going into yeah. it, in it for money, wrong. Oh, you know, God. Like, That's not something you might They're hear. like, the highest suicide rates are within this, <gasps> and this program, true. this job, yeah. which is true. That's not something you like, want to hear, especially, no. like, before graduating, before even considering, considering perspective at schools, mm-hmm. like... That's ridiculous. Yeah, like, um, I did an article last year on burnout and stuff and how, like, doctors and all these, like, medical field professions, they're all burning out, like, not even done with their career. And now they're in school, like, oh, you shouldn't be doing this for the money. Mm-hmm. You should, if you want, like, this is just because you like it. Like, you're going to have so much, like, mental issues, like, social issues. You're not going to be able to do things you want to do. And, like, they're even, like, bringing in, like, family. Like, you're not going to have time to see, like, your kids and stuff. And it's, like, scary. Like, we're learning about this to go forward towards this. And they're, like, telling us, you could do this, but, like, it's not so great. No, and I already feel that. Like, I already feel burnt out. Like, I haven't Mm. had a break since, like, 10th grade. Like, I've been in school, like, every break or every, you know, doing college, whatever. So it's, like, I get it. And, like, even, like, in the being in the field, working in the field, seeing, like, some shit that I see, it's, like, how, I don't know. Like, sometimes it's a little discouraging. But then you think about the impact you're going to make, and I think that's, like, really what, like, drives me. But you can't go into it thinking, again, like what your professor said, that it's a place for money. But also, you don't want to hear that after yeah. working so hard, taking out loans, doing this, doing that, to like work towards a career that, oh, don't be in it for the money. Like It doesn't even out. Yeah. Yeah. There's not enough like give and take in it. Like, obviously, like financially, everything comes down to money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? If you're not making enough money to take care of your family and stuff like that, that's like end all be all for a lot of families yeah. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You're going to leave that field and you're going to try doing something better on the side. Yeah. Or you're going to work three jobs now. Because, I mean, the way the economy and stuff is right now, I'm not going to get into all that stuff, but, like, you need to be making around $100,000 a year to financially take care of your family, mm-hmm. where it used to be different back then. Yeah, like, it, the cost of living, especially where we live, is increasing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not going down. It's not stabilizing. It's increasing. Down. When you look at, like, how much, like, I want to be a physician's assistant. Mm-hmm. So I, like, every once in a while, I'll go check, like, how much do physician's assistants make? And I see, like, it just keeps going up and up. And then you're like, okay, apartments in, like, this area, apartments in this area. And you're like, 
Oh my god, this also keeps going up and up. So like the pay's going up, but also the other expenses are going up. So it just like, what are you gonna do? Yeah, and like while I want to be a physician, I think a PA is a great investment because you're going to school for two years. You don't mm-hmm. have this like four year long residency yeah. following it. So um, although you're taking out a lot of lo- like loans or mm-hmm. paying a lot out of pocket to go for two years, uh, you definitely start in the field a lot sooner than a physician yeah. would. I think it'll pay off. Hopefully, we'll see what happens. I also want to do research, maybe. So yeah. We'll see. Maybe that will be, like, a side hustle. Literally, go That's for cool. it. So, go for it. But, like, that. in this time, I think it's hard to think about having just one job. Like, Yeah. I you, agree. Yeah. I think everything's flipped. Mm-hmm. Like, say, like, five years ago, before COVID, I'd say, like, okay, becoming a doctor, going the science route, you're going to make a decent amount of money. Mm-hmm. It's a safe bet. Now, I honestly think, going back to, like, say, the more traditional things, like being a plumber, being an electrician, yeah. all those types of jobs, they're paying a lot more right it's not as bad i would say like physically or mentally well not physically yeah mentally maybe not there but i feel like you can grow that business yourself Mm -hmm. a lot of hands-on type thing it's always going to be there and i think i don't know it's just it's different now trade school jobs like definitely like before it was also like frowned upon like oh you want to be like a technician a plumber Mm -hmm. like all these jobs like they were like uh, there's like a stereotype like it's for like immigrant families mm. and stuff like that oh they don't have to go to school for it you can just do that and like you can like make a living but it's like changed now and they like make a lot and like sometimes they do better than like other things like doctors yeah. and stuff. I agree like I, I think there still is a lot of bias towards blue collar workers but yeah. um not to get into it too far, but, like, it, it definitely is a growing field because, I mean, we have a big population. And a lot of people try to say medicine is a growing field, and it is because it's, like, the top, like, grossing industry in mm. the U.S. or whatever. And we have, like, a growing population age-wise. But it's just that there's the – while the field is growing, the, like, benefits aren't. Yeah. So, like, our, our medical staff are under-supported. They're not mm-hmm. heard in health administration. Like, it's it, – there's a lot of problems that come with going into the industry. Not to say that should – derail you from going into the industry but it's definitely something to consider when making your choices i agree i feel like i'm going to a dying field yeah. when i look when i really look at it from the grand scheme of things yeah. i'm like after this i don't think i want to go to vet school anymore after this, these five years now mm-hmm. should be four right <laughs> super senior <laughs> yeah, super senior now i'm one of those but yeah no like i would definitely there's i mean there's just money like online it's there for the taking mm-hmm. anyone can do it I don't see why you shouldn't try at least now more than ever yeah. to go do it. I definitely don't think it's a bad decision to try it out. I do think it's not the most stable way of going. Like I, I wouldn't 100%. say, I wouldn't say, Sean, drop out of college, pursue it full time because you're almost finished. But I do think there is a lot of market potential for yeah. you know internet marketing and social media and all that. It's also, like, crazy seeing, like, all these people, like, especially during COVID, like, TikTok and, like, how Mm -hmm. a bunch of people just became famous from it and now are making so much money more than, like, these kids who are going to school learning for this, wanting to do this. They basically just did, like, nothing and they, like, got up there and then now they're, like, they're doing stuff now, like, to keep up there. Mm -hmm. But it's, like, discouraging. Like, why couldn't I do that? But no, I'm, like, here studying (laughs) how molecules bond and I'm, like, great, I'm going to make six figures. I know. <laughs> oh my god! Literally, my partner and I were watching the Demilio show like yeah. uh, no, I two days watch that. ago, 
And I was like, this is insane. Yeah. Like, what are they talking like, about on there? They were, they... Basically, it's about, like, Charlie D'Amelio. It's, like, kind of like the Kardashians type, okay. like, it's about, it's about the family. But it's about the D'Amelio family because yeah. Charlie D'Amelio, like, blew up around yeah. in 2019. And then, you know, her career's taken off yeah. since. Mm. And now her sister, like, also like, tacked yeah. on. But, uh, yeah. There's a little discrepancy about that. Some oh, people really? think that she blew up on her own. But she definitely did tack on to, to Charlie D'Amelio. Regardless, she had to learn the algorithm and do her yeah. do part, you know, put the time in. So. Yeah. Yeah. She's there. She's so, there. like, living that type of life where you blow up on social media at 16 years older, she's basically yeah. paying, like, her parents' bills. Like, you know, yeah. like, they're living it's in crazy. this L.A. mansion. Like, yeah. And obviously it might look a little different than it actually is, but it's still, the concept is yeah. crazy. It is. Like, going from, like, she was, like, I remember, like, when I first actually saw her, mm-hmm. like, in Connecticut, just in her bedroom and doing stuff, and now, like, she's, like, meeting the Kardashians in yeah. L.A. at, like, parties. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Just the way things are now. I'm waiting until that next app comes out, though. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. What yeah, do you guys no. think of Be Real? I like it. Nah, I um, hate it. Really? doesn't post. Okay, yeah, so Elmo's we got... trying to get me on it. Okay, I don't have it either. Why do you like it? I like it because, like, I have also cousins in Europe. Uh-huh. So when they do post, I get to see, like, a yeah. second of their day. And it's like, you can also now comment on posts or, like... He actually posted yesterday the TV, and I'm like, oh, he's also watching the documentary I'm watching. So it's like... <laughs> no, we have to talk about that, too, because oh, that... God, oh, God. But, Sean, why don't you like Be Real? It's yeah. not where... It's not being real. <laughs> yeah, well, no. It, it's, it's such <laughs> a good idea. No, it's day. a very good idea. It's a very good idea. But the way that they need to do it is they need to go towards Instagram, towards TikTok, towards YouTube, and they need to make it to where you can make, like... Well, the way they should do it is, like... Someone can post one video a week, mm-hmm. and they can get yeah. monetized, and it could be like YouTube. Right. So people aren't constantly spamming the algorithm, and you have to really appreciate what people make on the app. Yeah. Now, it's to a point where people just spam random stuff on, say, TikTok, and mm-hmm. then it fits the algorithm, and it blows up. Yeah. But you're not really gaining, like, that interaction with someone to where you can bond with them, and they, like, actually see... Like, almost like a parasocial relationship yes. that happens on YouTube. Yes. Yeah, like, that is definitely lacking on That's where they need to go with that app. That and then that's w- that's when I'll start going on there. And mm-hmm. they needed to make it to where, like, people can kind of find you yeah. on there better. See, I think yeah. it's only friends, right? And yeah, you, like you have like, to, like, oh, what's your user? Type it in, and then they have to accept you. It's not like, yeah. oh, let me scroll through. Yeah. It, it kind of reminds me of Visco, because have either of you used Visco? I've seen it. I've, I've never used it. been on Girls' Why Viscos. are you making that? Why? <laughs> <laughs> I've, been, I've been on the app. I never downloaded Jesus. it, but I've been on it. Jesus. Okay, well, basically, <laughs> on Visco, the concept is you can't see anyone who's following anyone, right? You can only see your own followers, and you can't like anything, right? So oh. you just share things. You can yeah. republish, and you can favorite things, but almost there's no engagement, right? Yeah. So you just share with your whole circle, and that's kind of how it be, re- be real is, because mm-hmm. you're sharing pictures or whatever, and there's not, like, really engagement except for, like, the reaction side mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. But the one thing I don't like about it is, like, I low-key feel like it's, like, a scheme for information because why? Like you're telling me that an app is telling you when to, like, post Which and you weird. guys are just and where you are and you're just like, like yeah, like, let me, let me show everyone yeah. where I am. And a weird thing happened yesterday. I was on, like, a coach bus with um, my assistant coach and my friend and my assistant coach, uh, like, downloads Be Real or whatever. <laughs> she just wants to see what it's like and my friend pops up on it and I was like, that's creepy. I would not mm. want anyone seeing, like, me yeah. sitting on the toilet <laughs> in my Be Real. That's weird. Who's posting that? A bunch of, but that's a bunch like, of weirdos. But the concept, I think, is like, okay, like you want to be spontaneous. You want to yes. be um, unfiltered. Life. And I think that's cool. Mm-hmm. I'm just like... I, it was probably mm-hmm. like a test to see how many people yeah. actually gravitate towards the and app. And they'll probably explode and really change it to where it's supposed to be. Yeah. I'm waiting, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I think it's definitely a good concept. I just yeah. don't have the time or energy to like be like, okay, like I'm gonna stop what I'm doing and post a P reel and make it look nice. Yeah. I don't know. And That's I guess the point is to not make it look nice, but yeah. why the why the heck would I want to do that? But what they do now, I realize, <laughs> it tells you like how many times you've retaken the picture. Oh like, my really? god! I was no. when I saw that. <laughs> I didn't know that was a feature. <laughs> Sometimes I forget. That it takes the other side, and I'm just laying in bed, and like it's a mess. I'm like, okay. see, like, what if I'm in my office, and I like, I'm like, oh yeah, my b goes off, I take it, and then like a patient's on the other side too. That's, that's my I concern. See, I that's can't weird. be breaking HIPAA to that like take my b Oh my god. But why are you taking it in the middle of an office with the because patient? Because the point, yeah. I know that too. <laughs> but like the point is that you post well, yeah. as soon as the as notification soon, yeah. comes up. No, I don't. And that's that. not something that I would want to do. Well, I mean, I have, I've only posted like twice on there, and it keeps spamming me. Post picture, post picture, and I'm like, leave me alone. The other day, I was at work and the be real came up and i was literally like i work at like a medical office and i took myself and then i was like other side and you just see all the patient names i'm like oh, oh my, my god, god i have to retake this yeah. i can't post this that's like hipaa mm, that yeah done. so See, i would like that'd be funny. point you the other side <laughs> no, no. <laughs> hmm. no it wouldn't have not that would joanne dinkelschmerz <laughs> <laughs> coming in to get her leg chopped off <laughs> or whatever it is <laughs> Yeah, it's funny to read. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I, I, th- I don't know. There's just a lot in the medical field that has to do with patient privacy, where you can't really yeah. be on your well, phone of course, and have your though, phone you out. Well, of course, though, the science stuff is right. There's a way of doing like, it. Like there is this one hospital where this woman posted that like a patient had monkeypox and she took a picture of the diagnosis but not the patient name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know. I'm just thinking like where was the common sense? Yeah. Like, you have to be really careful with things like that when you're working in healthcare. You have to be so broad when, like, explaining things. Like, it's not like you can talk about what happened. It's just, you have, I don't even know what I was saying. Like, you just gotta be broad <laughs> about whatever we were talking about. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm gonna pull a sorority recruitment question. Oh, God. Where do you guys see yourselves in seven years? Interesting. I'm gonna go That's first. actually really interesting. Um, I don't know. Probably, like, I want to live still, like, in the <laughs> Oh, you see, I thought you were saying you still want to be alive. I was like, I would hope so. <laughs> no, this, I have people that say that to me. Oh. Like, my friends from school and stuff like that, they're like, I don't see myself going past 25. Yeah, like, what? See, I can't imagine myself past 40, but it's not because I don't want to be alive past 40. Yeah. It's just, I, I can't conceptualize it. Well, that's the way they, they say it to me. They're but like, I don't see myself being alive past 25. I'm like... That's sad. That's crazy. Yeah. I, like, and I talk to them. Obviously, you know, I try to like. I'm like, no, you're still good. You're still gonna be here. You're, you're gonna, gonna be here for me. If you're not gonna do it for yourself, you're doing it for me. Yeah. Just to like, try to get something on them, I try to help them out that. or anything like, like that. But yeah, because yeah. it, it's I don't know. I feel like when you're in that like point in, in life, like if you ever get to that like D point and like looking mm-hmm. seven years from now is like unforeseeable. Like yeah, seven years like it seems like so not that far, but like I feel like it'll come it's right far. away. For me, like, I started right college here, and we're already, like, I'm I'll already second year. <laughs> I'll be freaking oh 28. I'll be 26. You should be married by yeah. then. Like, oh, yeah. Like, oh, well, that's in, that's interesting, though, because I don't know if I want to be married that early. Early? Early? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that's not no, early. Definitely around that time, though, I would like. It depends on where, where I am yeah. at that point. Like, I want to be financially sound by that time. Of course. Yeah. You know, like I want to be, I want to have my own house. You know, the the whole shebang. I want like I want everything already like taken care of by that set. time. Yeah. yeah, before you get into a marriage. I want to be successful and figure out my shit before I can 
obviously I'm hoping I have a girlfriend around that time. <laughs> like you know, as I'm doing this, but before I, you know, bend down with the knee, all right, all right, with Sean, the ring in my ahead. hand. Put put your promo in for the listeners. For what? What do you mean promo? Your your girlfriend application. They're oh, listening. My girlfriend application. Okay. Hey, Sean Barry on Instagram, obviously. <laughs> Yes, send, send me a DM. I don't. I don't even care at this point. Fucking <laughs> send it my way. I'm very desperate. I'm not desperate. Please. I'm just here having a good time. <laughs> so Alma, seven years from now. Um, PA. PA. Right. Maybe like I'll go into like a little further and like if I do research, who knows? Maybe I'll find something and like. Next thing you know, I'm, like, working on pharmaceuticals, developing a mm-hmm. drug, and I'm, like, probably, like, I don't know, how old would I be in seven years? I can't do math. I don't know. Close to me, maybe. But you're, actually, don't be. <laughs> okay. She, she got the calculator It's 25, out. 26. Okay. Um, I wish. <laughs> Bye. Sean is only, like, two years off. Exactly. No, no, I know, I know. I know. It was just a joke. It was a joke. I mean, that, I'll probably be married by then because my parents would kill me if I wasn't. Okay, so are you currently like... looking? <laughs> no answer. Yes, she's definitely she's no currently answer. looking. No answer. I'm, oh, I don't no know. Comment. It's just, like, whatever happens. Like, I don't want to search for it. Like, <laughs> come to me. Like, yeah. I don't want to <laughs> Come to me. I want you to come to me. On my doorstep. <laughs> I don't want to worry about it because I still have school, but like. Understandable. If it happens, like I don't know, like if I know someone, like I'll keep them close and like when the no. time comes, keep them in your back pocket. Oh. <laughs> keep them up your sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's very different though now, the way that compared to what it was like thirty years ago. With like marriage. You, everything's getting pushed back. Like, yeah. you barely see younger marriages. And if you Definitely do, though. it's like they're being supported by their family. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Financially, at least. My cousin, she just got married. She's 28. Like, that now, like, for a girl to get married at 28, it's like, before, that was, like, crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. No, like, I agree. Because <laughs> a lot of people are moving out later. I yeah. mean, like, we're still well, all at home. Everything's getting pushed back. It's Because it's not affordable. Like, yeah. you don't want to go into a marriage or into, like, moving out if you can't afford, afford to sustain it. it. Because no one wants to, like, no one would want to comfortably be married and have to rely on someone other yeah. than their partner to financially support them and their partner. I think that's hard. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I agree. It's crazy. <sighs> yeah. Sean, where are oh, you in seven years? Where am I in seven years? Dog. <laughs> no, I don't even think Fixing I'm gonna. I, I don't even think I'm gonna be. I don't even think I'll be in that field. Yeah. I think okay. I'm literally getting this major, Switch. and I'm not gonna use it. If any of that schools hear this? Uh, disregard. <laughs> Sean's coming to your you school. Might. I'm not coming to your school. I'm. I'll be doing a podcast on your campus. That's what I'll be doing. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, I don't think I'll be in the field in seven years because I mean, burnout for like veterinarians is like, or vet techs is three years. Oh my god. That's not long at all. Um, that's no, short. No, you're literally 24. They're, that's how understaffed they are Damn. right now. But I think I'll be doing something with social media. Social media marketing. What are you looking out the window? There's a window here and Tara's eyeballing people. people. Oh my we're god. Yeah, she's trying yeah. to get people on the podcast. We're going to change it up very, very soon. Yeah. Like, Sean had the idea that we're going to pull random people. <laughs> <laughs> Elmer just kicked my chair and I just fell. <laughs> just did context again. <laughs> Sean had the idea that we would pull random people um, from outside the studio. Um, 
and just yeah. invite them on the podcast, which I don't think is a terrible I idea. I like that idea. However, a lot. I just watched the Jeffrey Dahmer TV series, oh. the first two episodes. Good transition. I like that transition. I, that was a good podcast transition. <laughs> I, I saw that, Tara. I saw that. And I, t- I told my friends that I would be changing my lifestyle habits <laughs> because I don't want to be a victim. Yeah, you had a yeah. conversation with me about that. I, mean, I agree. <laughs> I agree. You need to change Dahmer. it up over there. Because. We're yeah. safe from him. Which is true, but who's to say that? I mean, I know, there's so many that are. Like, yeah. I know. Oh my god, the Ted Bundy documentary. That was really and, good, though. You know, that was a good one. I think, I think it's better than this one. I haven't seen it. I think there's a little, like. I know. I don't. I don't like scary. I don't like it's gory, stomach turning stuff. Ted Bundy's I, was not scary. It was, okay. it was very more documentary, like yeah. movie esque, and I really liked it. Yeah. I like documentaries about like cases like this when it like talks about the actual court case. Like I like watching like that, that type yeah. of thing. I, agree. I hate. I I'm not that I hate, but I don't enjoy watching like the whole reenactment of how the victim died. That was very yeah. crazy. I think that it's, it's weird. It's also a little uncomfortable. Like it I don't is, know. Like. like who is going into that being like, let me watch this? Yeah. Like, this I didn't is know what I was watching. Like, I didn't know, I know what I was getting myself into when I was yeah, I watching. I started watching it. I'm like, this yeah. is not what I signed this up for. This is, like, messed up. I like when they did, like, the explaining of the people's backgrounds, too, right. and stuff. Like, that was, like, when in, like, the court case or, like, what was happening. That was much better. Instead of when they, like, went and reenacted the stuff and I'm like, this no, is messed really, up. And I, I, it makes me uncomfortable, especially, like, Definitely. being... I think after being associated, for example, like a big tragedy like that, then you kind of gain perspective mm-hmm. on like what it's like to have like documentary footage of it. Yeah. Because you're like, okay, well, is this not messed up that we can even capitalize on tragedies like this? Yeah. Like that, I don't know. I, I understand the like desire, the intrigue to like mm-hmm. see what's going on and like get the gist of what's happening or whatever. But to actually watch the reenactment just like turns my stomach. Like that's my yeah, opinion. it's messed up. There was also another one, the Cecil Hotel one, and they actually put I don't see like that. real doc- like footage from like the hotel of like when she was like in an elevator of stuff like going on. I don't want to spoil it. It was like damn, like I'm actually seeing what was going on, and then like when you hear what actually happened, you're like, that's crazy. Like you could have been that person in the elevator. Mm-hmm. Like it's unbelievable. And like there was also like I think night. Walker or something. I didn't watch that one, but a lot of people were like, that was a good one, but... Yeah, like, I don't want to go too much into it, but some of my friends were involved in, like, a tragedy where a lot of people died, and, like, there's been plenty of documentaries created since then where people made billions of dollars Mm. for people watching it, and they use real footage, or they use real parts of the court cases, or they kind of glorify the person who did it, and I think that's disgusting. Like, I don't know. Like, maybe years ago, I would have been like, oh, like, this is... Yeah, but I think, I don't know. It just, it's disgusting to me. No, definitely. Like, what's it called? With the Night Stalker one? Everyone's mm-hmm. like, oh my god, he's so hot and stuff. He's a serial killer. He's literally murdering people. This- and they're like, I'm like, no. I know. This is so wrong. Or like, people will be like, oh yeah, like, Ted Bundy's so cute. Yeah, that's like, that's what no, I've heard. No. It's because they glorified him. Like, yeah. That's, and I think... Like like how even back then, though, they glorified him but because it's putting him on, like, you know, every news TV. station imaginable. Yeah. Every time he got locked up, they had cameras on him and he'd yeah. be smiling because everyone thought he didn't do it because yeah. he was such a good looking guy and the way yeah. he presented himself. Like, he was very smart about it. Yeah. He couldn't commit a murder. But I also think a lot of uh, people are desensitized to the media these days because they, they see this so often, like, that it doesn't turn their stomach anymore. Yeah. Like, you know? So it's, it's kind of like. That whole yeah. gross aspect of it has erased. So now we're seeing more and more graphic content or more and more intense content that is like... It's not bothering us. Exactly. And I think that's horrifying because yeah. 
what does that mean the world is coming to? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's already going down the shitter. We know this. The start of, like, talking about the Jeffrey Dahmer thing, mm-hmm. literally, he's, like, if you take it, like, he's, like, doing it with roadkill, mm-hmm. but then with humans, it's, like, he was, like, oh, it's the same thing, but it's literally... It's I think not, that like, also shows, like, the dramatic effects yeah. of desensitizing someone to like, something. Oh. And I think that even, like, relates to what we're talking about in medicine, because yeah. when we see all these tragedies like like me seeing people die in the hospital every yeah. weekend like that's my like Saturday I can't night. You like do that. or I can... going to like the UC and like seeing some person like get their arm I, don't I can't I even talk about like yeah. what happened because like it's one someone's personal story and not yeah, my yeah. business mm. but you just see disgusting things and like or you see like very sad heartbreaking things yeah. and sometimes it's like nice because you can help them or like ease their pain or ease yeah. their suffering but uh, over time, you will get desensitized to it. Yeah. And that's, like, something that's that... scary. It is scary. But I don't like that. Because, like, after seeing so many people die, then you're just... Yeah. At one point, you're like, okay, but this is my job. I can't get emotional about it every, every time. time. Because you want to help them, and you do feel, like, you feel, but can't yeah. put their shoes on and not take them off when you go home. Yeah. Like, that's I mean, how you burn out. That's... Yeah, I agree. For PA, there's, like, rotations, and there's, like, an emergency medicine rotation. Mm-hmm. And, like, one time on my YouTube, a popped up, a girl was, like, filming some of it. Like, obviously, like, in HIPAA mm-hmm. restraints or whatever. But it's, like, she's, like, the death. That's the one thing nobody, like, prepared me for. Like, you'll see someone die. Yeah. Or, like, they'll come in literally talking to you all fine, have an injury, and it just gets worse and worse. And they die later in the day, and you're just, like, they're gone. Like, it's crazy. Like, I, like, oh it is God. crazy. Like, I remember... And I want to go into vet medicine and, like, the part of that with death. But I remember one shift, I, I, so one, in one of my jobs, my job is to make people's beds, right? Mm. Simple. I get pillows, get supplies, fill stock rooms, make people's beds. Mm. And I remember I made someone's bed. I remember their bed was wheeled in. Someone was brought into the trauma room and they died on the bed. And all I could think about was, like, oh, my God, I made the last bed that they died in. And it's, like, but at the same time, it also shows, like, how significant the little things are in medicine. Whether it be making sure someone has a pillow yeah. and making sure someone has a little snack to eat. Little things really ease people's suffering. Yeah. And you don't realize it until you do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're going to make me cry over here. <laughs> <laughs> She's like preaching to the choir right now. Um, but when it comes to vet medicine, death is a big part of vet medicine. Yeah. Because there's a point in a pet's life where you have to mm. put them down. So how have you thought about that at all going into the field, Sean? Oh, yeah. Big time big time it's such a sad thing because it's like what i've learned really about vet medicine is like you're really kind of like catering to more of like the older dogs so like that's every day and that's why the burnout is only three years because Mm -hmm. it's like every day you're just constantly dealing with death trying to save dogs and then when you become a vet you have to sign something or a vet tech basically obviously like giving the client the right over the patient which would be the dog but if the patient comes in saying, you know what, I want my dog to die today. Like, under this this thing I signed, I have to. Yeah. Or something like that, because they can't financially afford it or whatever the hell it is. And morally, that doesn't sit right with me. Yeah. That's, like, my one of my biggest, like, clashes with this. Because me, I'd be like, okay, I can save the dog. I'm going to take the dog and pretend I killed it. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to take care of the dog, and then yeah. I'd find someone to take care of it. But, like, you You'd can't do that. You'd end up with, like, seven dogs. <laughs> I'd have, more Sean, than that. Sean I'd have more than that. Sean would literally bring all the dogs home. Yeah, to I would. If I, if I could, animals. I would. But Do you like, want me to kill him? I'll take and him. I think that's. I mean, it's such a sad. Yeah. Everything medical is very sad. It is, especially when you're with the patients. Yeah, and I think that's. It's especially hard. I think it's hard 
when you're in the vet field because like it's not like the patient can talk to you. It's mm. not like you can hear what the patient is saying and you can ease their suffering. Like you it's have to hard. like know. Like what's wrong with you. And I think that's extremely difficult. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes it's like that in human medicine. Like you yeah. can't talk to a patient and they don't know like what to tell you, like to what's wrong. I think it's especially heartbreaking with like pets and Mm -hmm. animals because you don't know. Mm -hmm. And coming back to like the financial side of it, it's expensive to take care of your dog. If your dog, like my dog passed away last January, right? Right. For three days, we brought him to an emergency hospital, but every day it was like $2,000. Obviously Mm -hmm. we're gonna spend the money because we wanna save our our dog, but a lot of people can't financially do that. Yeah. That's why they say pull the trigger and then they kill their dog because they can't financially take care of it. It's like there's not, there's some practices that have pet insurance, insurance, which makes it obviously easier to take care of your dog and save them. But, like, that's a big issue, again, financially in the vet field. Yeah, and I think a, a conversation that I had with another girl who's looking to be a veterinarian is she was talking about actually the humaneness that is found in vet veterinary medicine and not mm-hmm. in human medicine. And she was saying that um, with animals, when they're at a point where they're suffering to like, and, and living is not pleasant for mm-hmm. them, um, we let them go but with humans we have a tendency to cling and mm-hmm. to want to like help them keep living even if they're suffering and even if it's against the patient's you know yeah, will like DNRs and stuff, yeah exactly some people might sign a dnr yeah. and then still get resuscitated because yeah. someone wants them to live their yeah. their healthcare proxy overrides it yeah. like they and that's also like that was an interesting perspective for me because I always thought of it on the flip side. Mm-hmm. Like, I would, like, oh, yeah, like, human medicine is more humane. Like, that would make sense. We have, like, yeah, but more morals involved in something. Exactly. Like that, yeah. But when she said this, it really made me think about, like, the whole death and dying aspect of healthcare that's not talked about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Death and dying in the, in the healthcare I mean, we're in some dark fields, people. <laughs> I mean, but, like, this is the things that, yeah. like, yeah. we it's always true. are it's thinking about. Reality. Yeah. Like, you can't sugarcoat it. Like, and I think a lot of people try to, yeah. to get more people in the field because we don't have that many people. Yeah. So they sugarcoat the, you know, the good side so. of it, saying, you're helping people. You're doing, you are, but, but they don't tell you about the dark, the dark things that happen with yeah. it. And then a lot of times you don't even hear about the whole dealing with death, especially if you go into practice like family medicine or, like, mm. you're in, like, primary care Mm -hmm. you might think that you don't have to deal with death because it's not going to come to you but you will you will have people who are dying or people who you know are are, you know going towards that path and it's just it's not something that you can avoid when it comes to medicine regardless of your if you're with humans or animals yeah, like working at the foot doctor. Like, I don't think I'm gonna see someone die there. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah I I'm just gonna see not. some ugly ass feet. That's gonna be the end of my day. <laughs> but like, I don't know. Maybe they have a, like, and then they go off somewhere else. Maybe they might end up like, maybe this thing is bad, and they end up going to the hospital, and then they end up dying. Like, you don't know. Like, yeah. I don't know. One thing that I like about urgent care is that I don't see anyone die. Yeah. Which is nice. I mean, sometimes there's some just really urgent. sad experiences that are pretty close, but, like, I haven't seen anyone die in urgent care, so that's been nice. Yeah, which is nice. <laughs> don't jinx that. Um, yeah, don't jinx that. <laughs> oh tomorrow gosh. you're going to be working, you're going to get a crazy freaking case. <laughs> no, don't say that. God tomorrow. willing, it does not happen. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about a lot today. Is there anything you want to get off your chest? Like, because oh we just put a lot on. No, that was deep. That was good. That's that was a good talk. A, yeah, that was that a good was talk. A but I mean that's a that's a topic that I mean a lot of people are constantly juggling. Like I know I th- I think about you know crazy shit every day all day yeah. long about my life and stuff like that. So like that always comes into yeah. you know my mind. Did you get that as an English major, Sean? <laughs> no, and that was that was horrible. I hated it so much. I thought it was gonna be easy writing essays. That's good, but the te- I mean <laughs> teachers were horrible. Yeah. I didn't like them that much. They weren't my cup of tea. Let's put it that way. Yeah. And oh, I didn't I didn't like it. 
Usually I've seen all the yeah. It's just a different breed, and they just had a lot of their uh, generation. No, but it's like they. I'd be like in the class, right? We'd be reading like Hamlet. Right, yeah. Hamlet. Oh, what a great a book, one. right? I read it three times, unfortunately. <laughs> right? I know everything about Hamlet. But we'd be like reading, we'd be talking about questions that he gave me for like, you know, two days prior. Then he just starts talking about like politics and stuff like that, like in the middle of class. I'm like, yeah. I'm not here to talk about politics, but this is not the first professor. Like yeah. all my professors Everybody. were talking about this because yeah. it's like literature. They're talking about, right. you know, current the news, events. all the, no, their current events. And I just did not like it. I know. When I did my degree in liberal arts, it was like that too. Like it was like, there's, they always want to connect it to something. Mm. And it's, some- it's, I understand that. Like I understand wanting to make the literature relevant. You want to take something from it and yeah. learn it and learn the morals. And that's like the way to do it, to connect it to relevant things. Um, but when we're living in the political climate that we're living in, mm-hmm. it can be one stressful. We're going to class to be educated about something, and uh, you want to be educated about the political climate as well, mm-hmm. of course. But um, <laughs> we're hearing about it all the time. Like it's not something that I you know, can I get can't away from. Me, man. And I... Like you can't escape it. Like no, it was bad. No, I I agree. Every day I'd go to it, and I'm just like I can't deal with this anymore. Like I'm coming here. Let's read about Hamlet. I would rather yeah, talk about you, freaking you Hamlet. S- him killing people, or whatever the hell his situation was going on, <laughs> then talking about, because during the time I was in it, it was like during the election. So it was a hot topic, right? right. So these people were feeding off of this, this stuff every day. I'm like, leave me alone. I can't, like, I, Hamlet, please save me <laughs> at this point. Because you want to go into literature thinking of it as escapism. Like, you mm-hmm. want to be like, oh, like, yes. I, because I, I love reading. I really do. Like, I, and I love musicals and, like, plays and everything. Like, I was yeah. listening to Hamilton, like, on the way to school today. Yeah, a little which weird. It's cringy, okay, yeah. but yeah. disregard. You can't use it as escapism in an educational environment no. because you have to connect it to current events. You have to teach your students how it's relevant. But, like, let's connect it to something else. Yeah. Why does it always have to go to that? Yeah. Then they put their political views on it, and then you see what I guess which side they're on, and, and I and it's bad. In college, people are especially at private colleges. I think people are more akin to their political views. Like they're more likely to like say what they believe, and especially professors, they're more uh, adamant about what they believe, and they're not yeah. going to say, "Okay, well, I'm going to make you choose your own opinion." Mm-hmm. Like in high school, I feel like my my teachers. Would, you would never guess like what political party they were or what yeah. their we knew their morals and values obviously. Oh, I knew. But <laughs> I, I knew mine in my you, school. I, I mean, you can definitely tell sometimes yeah. because some people Zombies. are. I don't even want to say the word, but some people are just <laughs> not pleasant people, and you can tell. But like in in high school, I feel like it's it's way more hidden because you're yeah. still like a kid, and now yeah. you're an adult. So now people feel like they can share their adult opinions, and that's fine. But yeah. not and in, like, in an educational setting. Please stop talking. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's really it's, bad. Like, yeah. My sister politic major and she's always telling me this stuff mm. i don't care about oh my it. God, that's gotta be interesting though that's gotta be interesting yeah. i don't know how she does it and like the other day there was like people here asking like are you signed up to vote and i'm like no it's like you should sign up to vote and i was like yeah i'll come back later i really couldn't care if i vote and like it it's not gonna make it i feel like who cares like let them do it mm-hmm. i i feel like it doesn't affect me see for I me i feel like if you're not voting because i'm like registered to vote like i registered to vote i pre-registered when i was 16 like i was ready to go oh, you crazy <laughs> but like you're excited I, I was excited to vote pencil and pen and walking into I, school my, <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> my absentee ballot is already in. But I feel like if you're not voting, then you're just electing to let someone else choose for you. It's not like you can okay, make a non So now there's an issue with this. Go ahead. They don't give us good people to choose from. That's so it's okay. like both of them are crap. Why would I? I don't care at yeah. that point. Okay, I can definitely see that for some elections. But Most when it elections. comes to, for example, your local elections matter too. A lot of people well, think about your general election and that's the main election. You're like, all right, there's two parties. Well, first of all, there's not just two big parties. There's but you don't lot, really yeah. vote third party people, because yeah. you, it's rare that a third party candidate. That will win, yeah. but um, local elections matter. Like, and people don't vote in local elections because no. they think, well, who cares? Well, that's literally your closest government mm-hmm. to you. So while there might be bigger affected mm-hmm. elected officials that are like, well, maybe your local officials are yeah. people you're interested in voting for. Yeah. But either way, if you are like, okay, well, they're both crappy, so I'm not gonna vote. Someone's still gonna choose for you. Like, mm-hmm. who, choose yeah. the least crappy one. Choose one yeah. that aligns with your moral values. Oh, true. You sound like my mom. Oh, God. <laughs> she's Sean, momming Sean, me right now. Sean has this. No, she's I'm not even going to say it. I'm not going to She's going to take my ballot. She's going to be like, Sean, you need vote. to choose one right now. I don't care who it is. <laughs> yeah. I just need you to do it. And I'm going to be like, fine. Make Sean vote. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. No, but her especially. Yeah, everyone freaking moms me. <laughs> you need to drink more water during rowing. <laughs> okay! <laughs> Leave me be. <laughs> I get it. I'm going to cramp. <laughs> I'll be in the water and I'll be cramping and someone's going to have to save me. Or, or Sean's hands that are all like chopped up. Yeah, Elmo's talking about yeah, it. Yeah, she's almost like telling me to stop picking it during this yeah. stupid <laughs> this podcast. Because, because literally your it's, hands are bleeding. Yeah, because they're going to heal. Yeah, but if you Time. Pick and you remove that skin, Time is the best healer. You tell him, Alma. You tell him. Like you're always touching things. And you're gonna get infection. Yeah, what about me touching the mic right now and moving all my hands on the whole entire podcast set? Yeah, but when it's closed, you won't get a freaking They are closed. They are closed, but they're annoying me. You're literally in medicine. Does that look like a closed wound to you? Wait, what? Does that look like a closed wound to you? It's pretty closed to me. (laughs) (laughs) If only the people can see this. If only if we had visuals on this podcast, I'd show you guys right now, but. My like my ring finger has what? This is this is pretty closed. Yeah, see? I'm about to pick it off. I'm not picking it off. Yeah, I think uh, Sean picking off his scabs is a wonderful way to end the podcast. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Let's just stop talking about me, please. Uh, um, How do you end these things? <laughs> <laughs> do you have, like, a sign-off? Yeah, I'm bringing you to it right now. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. thank you guys for being on today. Um, thank you, Elma, for spontaneously being on, because that was pretty cool. Thank you. Literally, Alma, Alma and I have only met once before yeah. this. So. See, that's why the like good conversations. Yeah. I'm telling you, the walk-in people would be good. That's what I mean. I, I feel like I sense, like, seven years from now. I mean, a couple months from now. I feel like it's going to be a good friendship and stuff. Yeah. Me and Alma are going to be besties. Yeah. And we'll Watch it. Sean We're going to abandon Sean. <laughs> it's fine. You guys do you. Power to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys for being on today. And thank you to our listeners for listening, as always. And we'll see you on the next one.